First off, who is Rick Larson? <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm just this guy. Uh, I uh, uh, grew up in the Midwest, uh, enjoyed that, uh, moved out to go to music school, ended up going from music school into the music industry, and then left the music industry when I, my son was born, and then subsequently my daughter, uh, because I wanted to be home and see them grow up. Uh, so I got involved with uh, Bose Corporation. Uh, Bose was uh, uh, out in... Well, at the time, they were out in Framingham. They had several places. Mm -hmm. And I did the commute. I did the commute for years and years until 2016 when I left left that and uh, did some various things around here where I eventually landed here where I was doing my own thing. Uh, at, at my age, I found it difficult to have people hire me. Mm -hmm. uh, it was I won't say that it was you know ageism, but it, I found it difficult. Yeah. So I said, well, if no one wants to hire me to do what I was doing with Bose, I'll do my own thing. So what got your interest in firearms? As a, that's kind of funny, because as a, as a kid, yeah. I took a lot of, uh, I really, really enjoyed uh, solo activities. Okay. I was one of these people that would energize myself by just doing stuff on my own. And one of the things I really enjoyed doing was, uh, was target shooting, just rifle. And we had this old bolt action 22, the little tube feet on the bottom. You drop all kinds of, and if we couldn't afford the 22, uh, we'd just go get a box of BBs and we'd do that sort of thing. And uh, that was that was my life growing up. We had motorcycles, we had a horse, we had the BB guns, we had the the bolt action rifle, that sort of thing. So I had a a wonderful childhood. My dad ran his own business, so I worked for my dad, that sort of thing. Uh, left that. Did my own, you know, went off and did music and all yeah. that kind of stuff for years. And then my brother uh, reached out to me. He'd moved to Seattle and he said, hey, uh, I don't want my old pistol anymore. Do you want it? And I was like, I hadn't thought about it. Sure. So he lawfully took it to a, a, a gun store in Seattle. And they, uh, because to go across state lines, right. you have to uh, transport it from a gun dealer to a gun dealer. What's called an FFL, mm -hmm. uh, Federal Firearms License mm -hmm. Person. Uh, so he lawfully sent it to me, and I picked it up from a person here in town, and I got interested in the Marshfield Rod and Gun Club and, and uh, started shooting with the pistol over there, and it just kind of mushroomed. So that's how I ended up getting into the gun stuff just from and, – and to this day, yeah. I enjoy the bullseye shooting that we do over at the Rod and Gun Club, which is a, a, a Olympic precision shooting that you do with a pistol. Mm -hmm. So was there like a particular moment where you're like, I need to start my own business? Was it like, like that one moment or was it just like something that built up over time? No, nah, I morphed. Morphed? Uh, yeah, it was, a, it was an overtime thing yeah. uh, because I was donating time over at the Rod and Gun Club. To, uh, first of all, you know, as a student, and then they said, hey, we're looking for people that might be interested in teaching. Well, at Bose, I was a communicator, and I did training okay. there as well. So I said, well, this might be something where I could give back. So I helped out people at the club, and they – paid for me to get trained as an instructor and expected in return I would spend some time helping them. And so to this day, uh, whenever they run a class, if I'm ever possibly, if I'm able to possibly do it, I help out with the classes there. And it's an entirely voluntary thing. And then as and then spillover from that was people that were interested in classes. So I started doing a person here, a person there, and it kind of blossomed from that standpoint. Great. So talk about some of the credentials you have. Oh, uh, well, it started with, so it started with uh, the NRA training. Mm -hmm. 
NRA uh, has a thing called basic pistol, and that's what people over at the Marshfield Round Gun Club teach. Okay. Uh, so that it's a really good training program to get into introduce safely introduce people to uh, uh, pistols and rifles to see if it's something that fits their world. Uh, one day I was on a web I was on the Massachusetts State Police website. Okay. And uh, I was looking for all the different kinds of trainings that were approved, and basic pistol was one of them. And there were others. Uh, in addition to basic pistol, I found one that was uh, L- so basic pistol is LTC002, I think, uh, according to the Mass State, State Police. And there was one called LTC019. Okay. LTC019 was by the Liberal Gun Club. I said, that's crazy. I've never heard of such a thing. So I looked it up, and I saw that it was an organization that had a program that Massachusetts State Police had approved. I said, oh, I want to get involved. So I got involved with the Liberal Gun Club as a member, and then I reached out to the president who lives in Newton, excuse me, the uh, uh, executive director, uh, and uh, became a little more involved with them. And they ended up allowing me to train for them. So then now I'm a, a trainer for a liberal gun club. Uh, in addition to that, uh, I got more involved with some of the people there, and that filtered over into my involvement with uh, an outfit called USCCA, a United States Concealed Carry Association. So now I'm a trainer for them. So I have some credentials from various sources based on things that kind of, it was kind of squirrel syndrome. It's like, oh, that's bright. Let's check that out. Oh, that's colorful. Let's look at this. So uh, from that standpoint, I... I straddled the fence. NRA is considered conservative. Liberal Gun Club is considered accepting uh, of everybody. And so, and not necessarily, you know, so I, I don't yeah. take sides. I, I like them both. Yeah. Now, for those who don't know, what's kind of that 30-second, 60-second pitch you give to people about Larson Firearms Training, about what it is? Sure. Uh, it started as me, as an individual, just helping people who wanted, because I had the ability to be able to, issue people a certificate once they completed my training in order to apply for a firearms license if they wanted to have that. Uh, And that's where it started, and that's where it's been for a long time. Eventually, I realized I wanted to offer more because I thought just having guns was not a complete complete solution. Mm -hmm. So I've recently started to put together a program about... Uh, interpersonal awareness or about uh, how to be aware of your surroundings. And okay. a lot of what's taught about that, there's something called the, the color code. And okay. now I'm, I'm going off on my 60 seconds here. I'm going off that's on fine. a tangent. That's fine. No, no, that's fine. <laughs> there's something called the color code uh, that's a color code that used to be taught in the military. It was taught to law enforcement about, about uh, police interactions and being aware of your surroundings. White, uh, meaning I'm just totally oblivious. I'm on my phone. Yellow, uh, being aware of your surroundings. Uh, and then there was uh, red where you go, oh, I'm in danger, I'm, I want to get out of here, and, and black where it's like, I'm being attacked. Okay. Uh, so the problem with the color code is you may not know what it is that's a problem. Mm-hmm. So then I went down this bunny trail. Uh, there was a fellow named Gavin DeBecker that wrote this book called A Gift of Fear. And The Gift of Fear is basically a celebration of people's intuition. So it acknowledges that if you, acknowledge, if you listen to your gut, mm-hmm. uh, 
Uh, for men, we say we call it listening to our gut. Oh, I listen to my gut. Or for women, it's women's intuition. But we all yeah. have it. Right. Uh, and I thought that helping people to be aware of things like that had real value and would move them away from feeling fearful to a point where they say, oh, I want to have a gun because I want to be able to protect myself. So I've started to think in those terms. What can I do to offer people to make them, to give them the opportunity or to enable them to feel safer in our world? And so I'm starting to develop a program for realtors along those lines because realtors are often in situations yeah. where they feel uncomfortable and develop a program for, for anyone. And uh, actually collaborating with a uh, gentleman who is retired special forces who shares, shares that passion with me. He says, wouldn't it be nice? Wouldn't it be nice if we could have people feel safer in their environment, know when to look out for something and know when things are okay? Mm -hmm. So that's where we're headed. So I want to talk about some of the services that you offer. So talk about the Commonwealth Massachusetts Approved Firearm Safety Course. Like, what's in that? So those are the LTC courses, and okay. there's a number of them offered. You could go on to, uh, you could Google LTC, Mass Approved Firearms Courses. And so I'm teaching two of them, mm -hmm. uh, and that allows you to, once you take one of those courses, you're, I'm, I have the ability to issue you a certificate. And with that certificate, you can go to your local licensing officer in the town where you live or the town where you uh, have your place of business if you own your own business. Okay. And with that certificate and some money and uh, an application, you can apply for a license. Uh, the, and that's, that's the job of those programs is okay. to, whether I'm teaching the Liberal Gun Club one or the NRA one, the job is to be able to offer the certificate. Massachusetts approves them assuming that you're going to teach mass law, right? And so whether it's the Liberal Gun Club course or whether it's the NRA course, the mass law content is the same. Okay. Uh, because the, the, your local licensing officer, your local chief of police, if they're going to uh, grant you a license, they want to know that you're a citizen who's going to not accidentally get yourself in trouble yeah. by improper storage or improper transport or improper use. Mm -hmm. So that's the job of that class yeah so what goes on the class on in the class because you know on the website you talk about you mentioned poetry and stories and that go on in so that, which i found I interesting find, to teach in a gun class yeah. i did i did write a poem uh and actually a couple other instructors with my permission grabbed the poem and used it for their course uh it's a poem at the end of the class that acknowledges that hey we're going to go shoot some guns now won't it be fun uh, I, I, I wish I'd thought to have brought yeah. it with me, I, uh, but I don't have it with me. Suffice to say, it was good for a okay. laugh. Stories are wonderful ways to increase retention of knowledge. Mm -hmm. uh, gosh, the Bible uses stories yeah. a lot. Mm -hmm. That's where I pirated the idea. <laughs> uh, and and uh, so I, I have no... No issues with uh, grabbing a good story if it drives a point home that people either laugh about it or have a thought about mm -hmm. it. Uh, so story, that, yeah, I use a lot of stories, but not to not that they would take that it would take away from the source content. Mm -hmm. So, question I had, I'm not all up to speed on firearms and whatnot. Is what's between an FID 
which is a firearms ID card, and an LTC, which is a license to carry. So that's a that's a Commonwealth of Massachusetts thing. And they used to have a number of licenses, uh, but it's been reduced down to three main licenses, one of them being very rare, which is if a person wanted to be in possession of a machine gun. I only know of two people that have a machine gun license. Uh, difficult to come by, and yeah. the chief of police has to really, really trust you. Right. Uh, the... Uh, the other two, the FID, which means Firearms Identification Card, and LTC, which is short for License to Carry, mm -hmm. are the two categories that are most commonly issued. Okay. In FID, you have to be at least 15 years old with your mother's or father's permission, 18 years old without it, and it allows you to have non-large capacity rifles and shotguns, which is mostly geared towards hunting. Okay. So if the kid wants to go out with their father, whether it's a son or daughter, wants to go out hunting with mom or dad and wants to be lawfully in possession of that gun, uh, they would apply for an FID. Or someone that just may flat out not be interested in anything beyond a non-large capacity rifle or shotgun. Okay. An LTC allows you to get anything with, that you could get with the FID. In addition, you can be in possession of pistols. Uh, you can uh, either one you have to have in order to purchase ammo in Massachusetts, okay. uh, and then also what are called large capacity rifles and shotguns, which is one of the things that you cover uh, that I cover in depth uh, for the legal standpoint. What's the difference between non-large and large capacity, and then pistols. And since 2019, uh, I think Commonwealth of Massachusetts made the wise decision to allow people to protect themselves. Uh, with tasers or stun guns. Right. The same storage rules apply as would apply for a pistol, apply to a taser or a stun gun, but that allows someone who is in a, a concerning situation or uh, feels that they need to be able to protect themselves right. to have something that's really effective uh, without it being lethal. Right. So uh, hmm. good, on, good on you, Commonwealth. <laughs> so another, another course you do is the Applied Fundamentals course. So just talk about that. Oh. So that was a course that there's uh, some pistols that we use in the class because I like people to be able to have experience without the bang. So we actually use practice pistols and you press the trigger on a practice pistol and a little red dot comes out. Okay. Is that the dry fire? Uh, that would be, yeah, that is a, a type of dry okay. fire. Uh, so a little red dot on the wall and it gives you instant feedback as to where the pistol's pointed. So you can press the trigger and darn it, you either hit the target or you didn't. So what we do with that is I have a bunch of those, and the gentleman who was the inventor of the, the pistol put together something called the Applied Fundamentals course, which allows people to practice as a group uh, different aspects of operating a pistol in a group environment, in a 365-degree environment. And you couldn't do that with a regular gun. So we okay. do it with these practice guns. And you, we talk about the difference between shooting quickly, intuitive shooting, if you were to be attacked, shooting and precision shooting, uh, which you take the time, or you're shooting at a target, that sort of thing, when to use which type of shooting. There's something called point focus or point shooting uh, or flash picture shooting. Those those different kinds of engaging of a target. So those are practiced. Uh, we move with the gun. We move in a group with the gun. We practice uh, uh, any number of things oh. that you wouldn't necessarily be able to do in such depth mm -hmm. with a real gun. Uh, so it's a course that I can do anywhere because it's just guns that go click and make red dots of light on the wall. Uh, cats love them. <laughs> 
uh, I can <laughs> press the trigger and run it across the floor. We have five cats, uh, and so uh, the guns uh, occasionally get pushed into service for entertaining cats as well. So the people that take this course, are they, they already probably have a license to carry or something like that, and they're looking to you know, yeah. gain skills? Yeah, that's exactly the point. Okay. Uh, you want to uh, uh, someone that wants uh, may have the license, and I think, Sometimes people feel that the license is, oh, now I, can, now I can go get a gun. Some people never get beyond getting the license. They go, oh, I have the ability to get a gun. I can, if I choose to do so, exercise my hmm. Second Amendment right. right. And then other people get the gun and they go, okay, I'm good. Other people wisely say, oh, there's more to it. Yeah. I've got to get some training. And an applied fundamentals is a good place to go, yeah. to start. Right. So talk about some of the one-to-one training you do. So... I've had people call up and say, hey, I haven't shot for a long time. I need a refresher. I've had uh, law enforcement say, hey, I haven't uh, used my gun in a while. I'm going to go in for my qualification course, uh, my test, where I have to put X number of rounds on paper in a certain Mm -hmm. amount of time, and I want to make sure I'm going to be able to do that. Uh, Or people that may have developed bad habits or people that just want to increase Mm -hmm. their skill in a certain area. So I've worked with people in sporting. Uh, they want to increase their skill. I've worked with people uh, in law enforcement, albeit less less so because most of them are fairly – and most of them have uh, uh, good trainers on their own. Right. There's, uh, there's a fella in, uh, in Marshfield uh, who does a really nice job, uh, Mike Gonzalez, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. excellent, excellent person. Uh, so I don't know if uh, his people lean on him, but they should because he's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've had the occasional person come to me. Uh, but otherwise, a lot of times it's people that just want to hone their skills. Excellent. What's your teaching style? Uh, my wife says, don't get so theatrical. Okay. <laughs> Sometimes she, she I'll go, I'll go uh, do something. I was doing, uh, uh, I did a live training last week. Uh, actually, it was in a, uh, not necessarily for guns. It was another thing that I do. Uh, and I, I flew out to the training. I hadn't done one in a long time. And my wife's advice to me was like, don't go over the top. Don't be so, ah, like this. So uh, I try and tone it down a little bit, but I do like to move. I do like to engage people. Yeah. I do like to shift gears as much in peop- as possible to keep people involved. Uh, and I like to be very interactive. Yeah. Uh, I'm known to go off on a <coughs> tangent once in a while. I'll mm-hmm. go off on a bunny trail, I call it. And I've told a lot of my classes, I say, hey, listen, if I go off on a bunny trail... I give you permission to use a safe word and pull me back. And the safe word is shenanigans. Okay. <laughs> and if so, if you say shenanigans, either I have a good reason for telling you this story or you'll rein me back in. And may I have the same permission to do the same with you in the spirit it's intended because I hope this is a dialogue and I want to have a lot of fun. That would be my teaching style. So what type of people are attending your classes? Is it like a wide range of oh, ages? It's all, yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's all over the map. I've had... Uh, I've had psychiatrists. I've had uh, people from just about any. Well, let me put it this way. What's interesting about the LTC course, especially if someone moves from out of state, that's how I became acquainted with my friend who is a retired special forces. He was certainly skillful. But in order to get a Massachusetts license, he was required to take a course, and he happened to choose mine. Right. So I've had that. I've had a fellow that was a Vietnam veteran, moved up from Texas. I had uh, just last week, I had uh, uh, someone that's a federal, federal agent. Mm-hmm. I've had uh, kids, uh, you know, younger people uh, who 
want to have the option to protect themselves. I've had people that are just interested in the sporting aspect mm-hmm. of it. I've had people that are curious. Um, most, actually, one of the most interesting ones to me, I had someone that came in. It was a, a, a two a, a young man and his fiance, a woman who was willing to learn about guns because he wanted to get one. They were going to get married. He wanted to have one in the mm-hmm. house, and she didn't say no. She says, "I have no direct experience. I'm willing." to learn about this and mm-hmm. see what I think. She didn't like it. Right. She really struggled with it. She was an excellent student. I was teaching the NRA course. She did beautifully on the test. The NRA course has a test. She scored a 100. In the classwork, she was impeccable. Yeah. Then she got to the range and she shot a gun and she turned to me and she goes, I hate it. Not I don't yet. like it. And I said, I have so much respect for you mm-hmm. for being willing to have the experience and make a decision based on your experience yeah. and not the advice of others. And uh, it's okay. Yeah. And so how do you feel about, you know, is it okay with your fiance? She goes, yeah, it's just not something, it's not my cup not of tea, her. but now that I understand it, I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So what's the most important thing that people should know about firearms training? Uh, <laughs> so... I got into it from, I was just interested in, I like the target aspect of it, but I found that most of the people who come to me come to me because they want to be able to exercise their Second Amendment right. Mm -hmm. We all have a right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That's a given right. We have a lawful right, according to the United States Constitution or the amendments, Mm -hmm. a lawful right to bear arms uh, per the Second Amendment. Uh, That said, we have to do it wisely. And I think... You need to look at a gun from three perspectives. And I say this is how I introduce my class. I said the first perspective is you need to look at it from a confidence and competence perspective. You need to be able to be good with this tool. Mm -hmm. You need to be, you know, to, to where you're not going to make other people nervous. You know what you're doing. And that also means you need to be very, very aware of what you're doing. The second thing is if you're intending to use this for personal protection of yourself or loved ones, you need to do the work in your heart. You need to do what's called the inner work. Some psychiatrists call psychologists call it the inner work. What is this tool? What do I expect to do it for? What do I expect it to do for me? Mm -hmm. And am am I willing to own the consequences? And the third thing is the legal aspect. What is the law? So I want to make sure and stay on the right side of it. If I do all these three of these things, and I think in equal measure, then I'm a a lawfully, a a good gun owner. Hmm. Uh, But I think all three of those need to be balanced. Any one of those is off, and uh, you should reconsider your relationship with guns. Hmm. Interesting. So what separates you from others in your field? How am I do, a different instructor than other instructors? Yeah. What, what makes you stand out compared to others? Well, there's, there's a lot of good instructors out there. Uh, the, what I try to bring to the table, uh, especially because I, I, I have a foot on either side of the fence, uh, I em- embrace what the NRA is doing. I don't necessarily agree with everything they're doing, but I think their training program is just spectacular. 
I appreciate what the USCCA is doing. Uh, they provide insurance for people uh, if they had to use their gun for lawful use of self-defense. Uh, so I'm, I, I like that aspect of it. And then they provide a, a, a tremendous amount of training. And then the Liberal Gun Club, who wants to be a bastion, a place where people can go that might not otherwise feel welcome, mm-hmm. whether or not they were welcome. I'm not saying that someone that's ultra-conservative yeah. wouldn't be perfectly willing to accept anybody. Right. But the Liberal Gun Club makes that a, a, a talking point. They mm-hmm. say, we don't care what your sexual preference is. We don't care what the color of your skin is. We don't care how old you are, how big you are, how small you are, who you are. You can be as ultra-conservative as you want, as long as you play nice in the sandbox. Come to the Liberal Gun Club. Come have a class with Rec. So I try and be a very balanced individual in terms of providing a gun ownership experience or a gun learning experience. So business, it's all about partners. So who are the best partners for you? On a microcosmic level, the Mason's Lodge has been wonderful. It's where I do a lot of my uh, classes, the classroom portion. They've been wonderful. I wish, wish, wish I had been involved with the Marshfield Chamber of Commerce sooner because they've been so welcoming and uh, they really, uh, they kickstart, not kickstart's not the word. Uh, They gave me such, uh, provided me with such enthusiasm when I was talking about the, you know, oh, I have an interest in helping realtors. And they go, oh, that's great. Let me introduce you to this person and this person and this person. There was such enthusiasm Mm -hmm. for uh, uh, helping one another. So I thought that was very cool. Um, Yeah, so Chamber of Commerce, uh, the Masons, on a macro level, yeah. uh, the people have been most helpful to me. I, I don't know if I call it a partnership. I call it just a, a gift. Has been SCORE. A SCORE. Are you familiar with that? Yeah, business. Uh, the, business. the business of, where there's a, a group of successful entrepreneurs that have decided to give back to the community by offering uh, by offering coaching to people that are uh, new to new to the entrepreneurship. So SCORE has been tremendously wonderful for me. Um, what's the best piece of advice you've been given from a business perspective? <laughs> that was from the score fellow. <laughs> he said, uh, he said, um, uh, have a plan, right? Uh, go at, go at your pace, uh, and have a plan and, uh, uh, spend money when you have the ability to spend money, be willing to spend the money, do the, do good marketing, uh, those sorts of things. So, uh, he was, he, uh, gave me, uh, Rather than me just kind of hitting the deck running and hoping that uh, stuff would stick to the wall, so to speak, hmm. I said, well, here's, here's what you'll do this first, then this, then this, then this, hmm. and let's see how you go. And then hmm. he was also a cheerleader along the whole way. Awesome. So the question everyone dreads that I, I, I ask here is, <laughs> if you could jump in the time machine to the start of your career, what would you tell yourself? Wow. The music was awesome. Uh, the music business piece of it was wonderful. And I left the music business for the right reasons. And it took, it was a leap of faith. Mm-hmm. It was a leap of faith to leave. Uh, and the reason I left was to be closer to, to, to watch my kids grow up as opposed to touring. Then I landed a job with Bose. And I love Bose. Bose is a wonderful company. Mm-hmm. And I worked there for nearly 20 years. I wished I'd jump ship sooner. The reason being is the commute was horrendous, and the job made the commute worthwhile. But wouldn't it have been nice to get a lot of that time back by having a job closer to home, 
And so what I'm doing now is just as exciting, if not more exciting than Bose, because I'm doing my own thing. I'm doing, I'm, I'm my own boss. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I wished I'd had the bravery to do what I did with the music community is hmm. to, uh, no regrets, but uh, could have jumped sooner. Great. And for those that want to find out more about Larson Firearms Training, where can they go? So I have uh, two, two websites. There's our Larson Firearms Training, all one word, dot com. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Larson is spelled L-A-R-S-E-N. Mm-hmm. And then there's ricklarson.net. Excuse me. It's ricklarson.net. Uh, goes to the same website. Okay. So both of the, either one of those will get you. <coughs> excuse me. Either one of those will get you to the website. But uh, uh, that was where, there, it's where you can find where my classes are scheduled, some a little bit of the philosophy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm actually retooling the website in a couple of weeks. I will have a retooled website up that's going to have some uh, blog. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to have some freebies, so some things you can go up and get mm-hmm. some fun targets to shoot, that sort of thing, and some, uh, some good advice. So uh, I would encourage you to check out the website uh, now and in a couple of weeks as well. Awesome. Um, you know, Rick, thank you so much for joining us today. This was a really great episode. <coughs> thank you. <laughs>